Welcome to episode 32 of Rouge One, the Recovering from Fourth of July podcast. I'm Fireworks Ahoy, Kevin Yost. I'm Hot Dog Boy, Ben Rogers. I'm Malta Weeb, Sub Sampath. And Matt's drunk on a beach somewhere and will not be featured in this episode, despite our best efforts (laughs) to get him to show up for our uh, spoiler cast of Attack on Titan at the end of the episode. Uh, We'll be sure to give you some heads up for that. It's kind of Uh, amazing how, as we tried to get him to get on the podcast, he just got more and more drunk. It was like a linear relationship. Yeah, yeah. The selfies earlier in the day came with explanations and <laughs> like titles and the explanations became shorter and shorter until they just disappeared and it just became pictures of his face with no background or context. Well, the yeah. con- whatever was on his shirt, that was the context we had. Whatever silly beach saying or writing. Also, <laughs> how his mustache was organized at that particular point in time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's like a barometer. Uh, It tells you the heat (laughs) pressure and all of that. Let's go ahead and give Sud a chance to catch up a little bit after skipping class last week. (laughs) (laughs) Let's remember, let's try and keep it relatively short so we have time to fit in a spoiler (laughs) cast. Free reign to this Uh, I'll try. I did a ton of stuff, actually. Whoa. Surprisingly, because I was out in the woods for most of it. But um, I will try to keep it short. So I rewatched. Uh, so I finished Good Omens. I finished Good Omens last week. That's a really good show. And that's probably something we should maybe do a spoiler cast for. I don't know. It's hard to spoil. Because as much as I enjoy the show, I completely forgot that in the book and really in the show that the two main characters are so incompetent that they have no real direct action on, like, what the what's happening in the <laughs> plot. Like, they're just there, you know? Um, yeah. Kind of like a Rosencrantz and Guildenstern type thing, like, just being goofy and funny. Um, it was a really yeah. good adaption, I feel. But it's so interesting to watch a show where your main characters have no real bearing on what's happening in the plot. <laughs> um the final episode finally had some good CGI that did not look like utter dog shit, which was nice. <laughs> uh, Benedict Cumberbatch got two lines of dialogue, which was a nice surprise. Yeah. <laughs> He's just sort of in there, but uh, a really well, good it show was overall. Disappointing if you caught his name in the in the opening credits and got yourself all jazzed up for it. Oh yeah, <laughs> then it's similar. I bet like, it's in the whole show. Yeah, if you're a real cumber bitch, it's, this is not the show for you. Is that what like, is that what cumber patch fans call themselves? <laughs> yeah, cumber bitches. Didn't you know that? <laughs> Are you a cumber bitch, Ben? No, not. Why not? You I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a tenant head. I don't know. You can. You can only be one or the other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's a limit on scrawny British guys that you can enjoy. Not a mat file. um so that was good uh and then i also sort of got an itch for to watch because it's very douglas adamsy and it was like it does remind me of the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy and emily hadn't seen the hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy so we well yeah we were hiking in glacier national park and you know after four days of that and sleeping in a tent you kind of feel gross so we planned our trip so that we did the hiking bit first and then we went to Coeur d'Alene in Idaho, which is kind of like a resort town with a really beautiful lake. And we had an Airbnb there. 
pretty close to the water. And so there, like, we were just so tired. It took, like, five hours of driving from Montana to get to Coeur d'Alene. And so we just, like, put on Netflix and watched uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. And it is so disappointing to me that there's not more movies. Because, like, it's a seven-part book series, I think, or something like that. It's five. Five. Oh, Discworld is seven. Yeah, so, yeah, we have five. That's somebody else. Yeah, it's Terry Pratchett. (laughs) That's where I was getting confused. Um, But... Like the Hitchhiker's Guide, I I think that movie is really good. I don't know what you guys think about it. Um, it's great. But we I, know it was written by like, him, right? Yeah, yeah. Douglas Adams wrote that script, so yeah. And I feel like whenever people talk about it online, it's always negative. But fucking, I always really enjoyed it. Sherry loves <laughs> like, it. I I feel the same way, man. Like that's why I thought, like, oh, like so people don't like like this is a bad movie and. I don't know. You know how that is? Like, you can just hear, like, something over and over again. It's like, oh, this must have been bad. But then the I watched it so again. The good. The casting's perfect. I love Mostaf as uh, <laughs> Yeah. It's so fucking good. awesome. It's so good. Well, yeah. it's just like if you actually really liked The Last Airbender and you were just like, what's everyone talking about? But that is a different scenario because The Last Airbender is just objectively terrible. Yeah. But, yeah. like, I... I hear people talk about it with almost the same level of like disdain. Really? And it Jeez. baffles like, me. Why? I don't yeah, get it. Yeah. yeah. Are, they, are they just hateful people? <laughs> yeah, I mean you have Martin Freeman, most deaf, Alan Rickman, like Yeah. <laughs> Sam Rockwell as Zaphod is just excellent. <laughs> like so good. Um Who's the, I don't really uh, care that was for just peak uh, Zoe Deschanel hate. Yeah. I don't like her. Manic I mean, she's Pixie not... Dream Girl. I mean <laughs> But I never really liked her in the book either, um, you know. And yeah. I don't know. Like it's fun, and she I don't was just think a they. Vessel for the story. Yeah, it's just so unfortunate because Alan Rickman's gone, and like Marvin was such an integral part of that casting, and so it's like hard to see. Not that there ever would be a sequel, but even if I wanted to have a sequel, like it's hard to see like what the cast. Yeah, I mean, would you have like. to start over at this point, or just yeah, not, it's probably just, too long, or just not have him. <laughs> No, that's not no, You awful. can't just, yeah. Also, you can't just make a sequel for a relatively involved movie that's now like 14 years old. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are you not waiting for Avatar with Bated Barath? Yeah, yeah, but I mean, two. Avatar 1 isn't a very complicated <laughs> premise. That's, that's fair. <laughs> Um, so yeah, also good movie, great movie. Um, obviously caught up on Attack on Titan, and that is awesome. We'll talk about that later. Um, caught why up on JoJo. A, why hasn't there been a Discworld movie? Uh, that is actually outrageously complex, and I think a lot of the jokes do not land in screen. Like I think it's really uh, hard. yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot of symbolism. <laughs> Yeah, like, uh... But it still has that kind of quirky humor, like Douglas Adams. Yeah, or... Yeah. You know... (laughs) Sorry, I'm gonna make a Game of Thrones tangent, because, like, last night, um... (laughs) Uh... Last night, I, I, I just rewatched some clips of Game of Thrones on my phone. I had Leah's way to go to sleep. And I was just, like, (laughs) thinking to myself, like... Man, like, did Littlefinger misread what chaos was, and chaos was ADA compliant or something? Like, <laughs> <He's a laughs> like is that 
<laughs> is that like the symbolism uh, towards everything? <laughs> that chaos is a ramp, and we just didn't know. He just got it yeah, wrong. <laughs> he just missing now. Yeah, it's just the, the it's actually an escalator. You just it's, stand there, and it takes you up. Uh, I don't think you can put in. You're missing the point on this, Ben. I feel. He's referencing Bran being in a wheelchair. Yeah, you can't put a wheelchair on an escalator. I mean, maybe you could. I feel like you just fall off. <laughs> I think I think you <laughs> could. It would not be the preferred way for most people to ascend a floor. Could you imagine that? They take him to the Red Keep and they just push him down the stairs. And it's just like, yeah, it <laughs> we works, plan right? We didn't any of this. <laughs> this, yeah. We'll pick you up at the bottom. You foresaw okay, this, right? Yeah. The scene they skipped of, like, Podrick painstakingly dragging him up every stair to get him to the meeting room. And then to turn around and go, I'm going away. He's like, well, I guess we uh, gotta lug yeah. him back down. Yep. <laughs> that would be fucking terrible. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, symbolism bad. Uh, Discworld, symbolism good. And... <laughs> You know, uh, that was all enjoyable. And the Attack on Titans is just really great. We'll talk about it later. Caught up on JoJo. JoJo's really good. Although, have you guys ever seen, like, animes where, like, they're not... <laughs> well, they're not... It's interesting to compare and contrast. Because I feel like an Attack on Titan, and it's not... Not to go too deep, but it's very clear, like, what's happening and what the Titans' powers are. Like, they're not really a mystery, you know? Mm, um, what they can do. Well, not anymore, but, like, they, they operate under certain rules, right? And yeah. Like, yeah, each, there have been very few, like, fights where we don't know what's going what on. the Titan's power is. Yeah. Right, exactly. And so, like, in JoJo, and this is the first season of JoJo where I felt this, is that the characters' powers are kind of nebulous and they're not well-defined. And so they're just, like, described in, like, a sentence with a lot of ambiguity, It you know? And it's like, it's like what is lethal force really? <laughs> Like, well, what know, is what know. is what is a power level nine thousand really? Right, exactly. And yeah. so, like they they is they numbers use, right. They use that vagary. Stuff, yeah, mm-hmm. they use the vagary to like kind of write these ways of like of having these fights, which are cool in the moment, but then incredibly unsatisfying afterwards because like there's no mm-hmm. stakes because it's just like oh, but this power could do this. You just didn't know it because. While technically true, it was never explained that, oh, there are no limits or there are limits or I don't know what. <laughs> One of yeah. the characters has died maybe five times, uh, like Sorry. like shattering death blows and survives because one of the characters can heal him. And it's just not clear what the healing power can and can't do. And it's just a little mm-hmm. leaving kind so of a bad So they're just like, yep, we can kill off and bring back any character at will. What it never used to be that way. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't really get it, you know? Um, well, it's like I'm halfway through part three, and I think I mentioned to you guys that, is it Star Platinum, Josuke's stand? Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking, yeah, he seems to just be able to do all kinds of <laughs> crazy bullshit as the fight demands it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, right. if he needs to punch harder, he can punch harder. <laughs> like, it... It was it was there in the previous seasons. It's just kind of it's it's just it's getting now a little becoming bit much really in, this in one. your face. 
it's it's becoming a problem um, <laughs> because I just like I don't I don't feel like there's any stakes. Really, it's like pull back, any... guys. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, so, but JoJo is still really good. We're getting to the point where like all the JoJo um, for the listeners, all the JoJo villains and like stands, they all like progress in terms of the band's importance like to the writer at the time and so we're now getting to the heavy hitters where like it's now oasis versus green day nice. and like <laughs> <laughs> like we're just like really at like the hot like peak you know 1990s uh punk and gangster rap and it's awesome and it's still incredibly gay incredibly like colorful and it's just really fun so i'm gonna keep on watching it for sure but it's just something that jumped out at I'm me and especially angry thinking about <laughs> I'm slightly annoyed just compared to Attack on Titan. Um, and then Matt watched a bunch of Evangelion, but he was watching the original anime, and I decided to rewatch the rebuilds. And so there's been it's a tetralogy of films, oh, yeah. which is essentially a retelling of Evangelion. Have you guys seen it at all? No, I have not. But there's like a new there's like a new kid in it. Uh, yeah. And at some Mira. point, they're pirates. <laughs> Uh, honestly, yes. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, we we Kevin, we can put this together. Uh, oh man, like I know, I I I can try to make this brief, but um, it's four movies, and the first two movies are typical Evangelion stuff, right? So it's like fairly straightforward. There's some remixing and retelling. They introduce a new uh, character to sell figurines, and she's okay, I guess. <laughs> um. But in the third film, it kind of goes off the rails. And I have no idea why anybody does anything. And this is like a very specific, like Kevin, like pet peeve of all time. That if they just (laughs) talked for 15 minutes to Shinji in the third film, nothing would, like ever, the movie wouldn't happen. (laughs) Like they would solve it. Um, But like, just to give you a sense, and I mean, the movie is pretty old now, uh, Evangelion 3.0. Uh, so if you want to watch these movies, like maybe skip ahead like a couple of seconds. Do you guys care if I just mention this real quick? Go for it. Okay, so like Misato, instead of just like dying in the end of in the nerve, uh, you know, rebellion or whatever, when everyone realizes what the third impact means and what it means to have in the instrumentality project, there's a huge mm-hmm. sort of like civil war, right, in the in the base at the yeah. bottom. Um, in this one, Masato somehow flees and rallies like a lot of Earth to fight against Gendo and the remnants of Nerve. And 14 years pass with Shinji in isolation, stuck in an Eva. And for whatever reason, Asuka and Mira and Rei are all still aged 14 because they're in the Eva. And so like the Evas are human-esque, like they share human DNA. And so I guess like the embryonic fluid or something keeps them young. And that allows the creepos, like the worst people on earth, to lust after these now 28-year-old ladies, even though they look <laughs> like they're 14. And that's all okay, right? This is a uh, post-apocalyptic version of the 5,000-year-old dragon theory we established earlier. Right. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's so upsetting. It, <laughs> you're just, like, resigned to that, Ben. Like, oh, yeah, this has happened before. It's another this way to do it. This is just, they, they always, you know... They're, they're, they yeah. they they have people in boardrooms, like dedicated yeah. to finding loopholes. <laughs> yeah, um, and so 
that's where the piracy comes in. Uh, so Misato somehow finds the funding to have like a flying battleship that she commandeers and it's staffed with soldiers and there's a civil war and it's just like Hideki Anno was a cripplingly depressed man when he wrote the original Evangelion and now he's like just really embraced capitalism in all its forms and it's just it's just I'm no longer sad I have money (laughs) he's just a millionaire who fucks every night yeah like he his trophy is the platinum pussy award like I don't like like that's all he see like he fucks on piles of monies he made from selling 14 year old figurines yeah, who are actually twenty eight? Who are actually now twenty eight? Yeah, and like they're, it's like it's gorgeously animated. It's actually pretty well directed. The plot is just a fucking nightmare to understand, <laughs> and it's just wild because the first and second movies, like no joke, guys, you should watch them. They're really, really good. Um, and Kevin, I was, I did roll my eyes at Emily when you said you didn't <laughs> like Evangelion, and she's like, "What's Evangelion?" It's like oh, I can't explain this to you right now. Like, <laughs> but it is good. Um, but I do understand why people don't like it. It does make sense to me. But like one and two are like four anime movies. It, they're pretty awesome. Like they're really well told, really well directed. And I don't understand what's going on with 3.0. It's been four years since 3.0 came out. And I think in September, uh, this is the most Final Fantasy slash Japanese naming convention ever. It's uh, Evangelion. You cannot rebuild 3.0 plus 1.0, which is the fourth movie. Um, <laughs> which is uh, the culmination of this new retelling of Evangelion. Uh, and so that's I'm going to watch it because like I'm invested enough but like mm-hmm. man if you can get through I'm three and still want to watch more yeah it's very <laughs> Kingdom Hearts esque but not asking me as much mm-hmm. um, oh but the one thing I will say is that the love story between uh, Shinji and Kaoru is much it's pretty it's pretty well developed I liked it a lot so there's something to be said there um, and that is good that's like a redeeming quality of the third one and the action's awesome it's well directed gorgeous animation just you know, talk to Sinji. Talk to this guy who, like, if you just say, wow, nice job, he will suck your dick. Like, he is just crying for any yeah. sort of human affection, and instead you lock him in an Eva for 14 years. Jesus Christ. Like, it's just... It's just madness. Um, in terms of video games, i just been playing Sekiro, like I mentioned, been pretty single-minded about that. Oh, man. oh God, that game dedicated. is fucking... It's so hard. It's so hard. Like, I can't. Um, I'm getting through it, but it's just like, I'm going to grind against this boss, I guess, forever and a day, and then somehow you kill it, you know, and it's Mm. it's fine. And um, this one is not for the children in the audience, this last game. Uh, Twelve years ago, in the summer of 2007, there was a young boy named Sud and a young boy named Ben. Uh-oh. And this young boy named Ben uh, was filled with an orange substance we call semen. And he wanted to get <laughs> some Japanese Eroge games. And I downloaded them. And I found <laughs> the file of 12 visual novel games. These are the Bentai files. Uh, <laughs> and I started playing them. This is the first one. Bentai Chapter 1. Bible Black. La Noche de Walpurgis. 
It's the all-time best-selling uh, Roger visual novel. I do and not for those recall this. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're just getting. I don't your remember being now. filled with orange. Don't semen. worry, Sud's here to throw you under that bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, for those that don't know, eroge is a shortened version of the two words, which is like erotic and game in Japanese. Um, and it's, so to give you a broad synopsis for the uninitiated, as it were, there's a legend on campus of an underground room where debaucheries and magic rituals once take place. The room was supposedly sealed off after a human sacrifice. But as the 13th anniversary of this grisly event draws near, someone is plotting for history to repeat itself. Manasseh is just a mild-mannered junior who never thought twice about magic or campus legends, but when he finds the mysterious Bible Black, will he be tempted by the dark path of debauchery, or will he use his power to stop the upcoming sacrifice? Make your choices wisely, as each choice could lead to, could lead to one of 12 different endings. Um, okay. <laughs> All that gameplay. So the, yeah, so the gameplay... Is you clicking a lot? It's just a dating um, sim, right? Uh, Isn't that what all no, of these are? No, it's just a visual novel. Yeah, it's oh, a visual yeah. novel. Um, so it's even less. Oh yeah, there's barely any gameplay here. I felt like I was getting carpal tunnel syndrome. <laughs> I was reading some reviews of this game, and obviously, it's only like degenerates who are like playing it. <laughs> so it's only positive reviews. It's only positive reviews, and even then, like, people were just saying, I got, like, 12 hours of gameplay out of this, and I'm just like, fucking how? Like, what are you doing? We're spending a lot of time on one frame specifically. Yeah, it is. Um, You know, like, and I always thought I was, like, jaded by, uh, jaded by, like, violence and things, but I sure, no, No, like. No, neckbeards. No, I, like, this was, like, honestly, parts of it were, like, way too much for me. Like, it is, um, it, it is part of the Futanari genre, where, like, uh, you know, the woman turns out to be a demon and her clit turns out to be a dick. And, you mm. know, it's, uh... Fascinating. Yeah. It's, uh, a lot, a lot of teens who are put into uncompromising positions are, you know, violated by this demon lady with a dick and it's just a bit much um yeah maybe if so, there was more consent involved with the demon penis lady you know why isn't there like a sweet romantic like <laughs> i don't know like uh a loving porn game like why does it have to be rape <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like a lot why of it is, is that, that the thing yeah so you know, there's a plot. Um, people say it's one of the best uh, people H game play uh, plots <laughs> of all time, which makes me wonder as to what the other games they're playing are in terms of the plot. Um, it but, seems like a very dangerous road to go down, son. Oh yeah, I mean, like I wouldn't do this if I they didn't want to throw you already on his computer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like if it wasn't on, well, I was I'm just going shocked. to jail anyway. I was just shocked I still had the file. I still had the hard drive. Like, I found the hard drive. I was like, oh, what's in there? I was like, oh. I need to get rid okay. of this. I need to get rid of this, but first I'm going to play these games. And so... Uh, I'm never... not going to jail for nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's yeah. true. Uh, I've never played a main character as unlikable as uh, Minase. A uh, fucking terrible person. Um, he molests his sister just because... 
she's not wearing a bra and he can notice her nipples. And then that like leads to a full on sex scene, which is just like fucking why? Like, and then he, you know, uses this Bible black to um, sort of, you know, initiate these occult rituals, which invariably have him sleeping with uh, most of the student body. Um, and, you Pun know, intended. there are like there are like good endings and true endings, normal endings, bad endings, but they're all bad to me. Like, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah, all just, like, yeah. Like I can't, I can't <laughs> yeah. tell you. Like I, I look, I'm looking. I looked up a guide afterwards, and like I'm just like, what's the difference between this ending and any other ending? Like, there's, <laughs> that's not clear to me at all. Um, so, I, I mean, I get. It's all based around the amount of non-consensual sex you've had. <laughs> yeah, and the yeah. ones, the ones with less non-consensual sex don't have more consensual sex <laughs> they just have less sex yeah that must be it um but you know even it's not even good as porn because like you can't replay any of the scenes and like unless you come in like two like a minute like i don't <laughs> like an orange I soda shaking up too fast yeah like a sun kiss left you know thrown <laughs> off a balcony <laughs> But I, I don't know, like you, you play it and then like a shitty looped animation occurs and then it's like over and it's like, yeah, like, I mean, it's from 2000. Like it's just, it's not, you know, we're talking like 12 megs of memory (laughs) made by one guy. No, it was made by, well, it might be made by one guy, but like, it's just, you know, a a niche studio, like as niche as it gets. Um, and so it's just like, who is this for exactly? You know, like, I don't, I don't understand. I mean, maybe back in 2000, like, that was enough. Like, I can believe that. Uh, like, that's deep uh, in the weebery. It's deep in the weebery, but it's also deep in, like, the early days of it. Like, there was no Pornhub there, you know? Like, there wasn't. Right. Like, may, maybe, like, this is what you need. Um, but. At that point, jack off to the Sears catalog. I mean, I don't know. Like, <laughs> why are you doing this? 12-year-old, um, are you advice for youngins out there? Yeah. <laughs> Go to your local if Sears you mall. find yourself in the mid-2000s. Yeah, yeah, and, and 13 kind years of old. Terrible time loop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I, I don't know how to grade this. Because I think you have to grade it against other porn games. Like I don't, it's not really can't, a game. You can't get like, suds out of it. You have to come back uh, next week. You can get with... suds out of it if I could replay the visuals, but I can't. That's the problem. <laughs> like maybe suds could come out if I could, you know, play it again, but I can't. It just locks you out. You have to start the whole nightmare over again. Um, like maybe I could forget she was my sister, but I can't. So. <laughs> Here we are. Uh, Things you do for the pod. And so we have 11 games left. Uh, the Bentai Files will continue. And uh, we'll see how it goes. Uh, welcome to the Bentai Files. Um, but Is that your week? <laughs> yeah, Weeks. it's my week condensed as much as I could. Uh, how about you, Kevin? What did you do? Uh, so... Just uh, yesterday, before we came back home from North Dakota, uh, 
me and Kara's whole family watched Die Hard because uh, Kara and her sister Which had never one? seen it. This movie's the first fucking one. great. Yes. So good. <laughs> it, it's not the first time I'd seen it, okay, but good. I haven't seen it in a little while, and it's still definitely very good. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> fucking, if you've never seen it, like, do yourself Spoiler a favor. Even alert. if you saw, like, yeah, just like, even if you've seen the newer ones, <laughs> like, you know, live free or die hard. Where and Bruce Willis crashes a car that into a helicopter. fucking terrible. That would be so bad. <laughs> Whatever the one after that was. Oh, wow. Is that die hard and live another f- day? No. That's... Yeah, because... No, yeah, there's... Uh, there's <laughs> one where it's him and his son. Oh. Uh, yeah. Okay, I'm like, looking this up. <laughs> <laughs> I did not see it, because uh, Live Free or Die Hard did not <laughs> interest oh. me enough. So, this is awful, but it's a good name. It's called A Good Day to Die Hard. Yeah, like, that's yeah. not bad. That's what I thought, but I couldn't remember if that was the second one. But what? now no, the I second remember one definitely is Die Harder. Die Harder. Yeah, it's Die Harder. And that's the one then, where they crash a car into a helicopter. No. Four, yeah, Live Free or Die Hard is when he ramps a okay. police car <laughs> yeah. off into a helicopter. <laughs> yeah. And Justin's along like... You just took out a helicopter with a car, and he's like, I was out of bullets. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The car goes, like, vertical yeah. 100 feet in the air. <laughs> Die Harder was on a plane and was pretty mediocre. What was and the oh, you thought it was, was really good. Was there any cool lines? I, and it, I definitely don't remember two being anywhere near as good as one or three. It's not, for sure. I think the third <laughs> one's the best one, actually. Mm-hmm. But, um, sorry, go ahead. I love Die Hard. I'm glad you're playing it. Or watching it. The NES yeah, game's I mean, good, I too. <laughs> yeah, I'll yeah, give you that. I don't that. even have yeah. And the arcade game that has nothing to do with that fucking movie. <laughs> oh, it couldn't have less to do with it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like, I don't even have a lot to say about it. This is fucking good. <laughs> like, it feels a little long at one point, but then, like, whatever, you get over it. Alan Rickman's amazing. Ben, I hope you watched or did something with Alan Rickman and we can, like, cl- close out the trifecta. I don't think so. You can say he's in there. <laughs> you, you've ruined it. Um, did you like when I McGruber like, fell? <laughs> I do like the fact that, spoiler, at the end of the movie, uh, John McClane openly, like, wildly bleeding from both feet... After, oh, it's so having, <laughs> after having murdered multiple people, dropped C4 down an elevator shaft, and thrown himself off a building to escape a giant explosion, just gets in a tech, just gets in a limo and drives away. <laughs> and like <laughs> none of the cops are like, dude, you have to answer like a lot of questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a lot of questions. No, you're not going anywhere. It's you have like, so I got, many like, questions to answer. Yeah, he's just like, I got 30 minutes left on this limo, and fucking me and my wife are gonna bang. Yep. Um, so yeah, good stuff. Uh, played a couple games. Uh, I did, uh, due to trickery from Ben, uh, by Wizard of Legend, only to find out 
that the multiplayer is only local. There what? is no yeah. yeah, there is no online <laughs> multiplayer at all outside of your ability to download third party programs tricked- to fake a <laughs> Couch wow. connection. I was tricked by uh, a wizard, and then I tricked uh, Kevin. That's incredible. <laughs> Still a fun game, though. Uh, is it so, a fun yeah, game? It is. I did really enjoy <laughs> it. Uh, but if you're going to buy it, I guess maybe do it on Switch, since that's pretty easy to do, like, couch co-op with. Uh, sure. I mean, on PC, it's not too hard, but, you know, Switch is already just set up so easy for that shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't hate it having it on uh, PC, especially because I got my Win 2 working again. Um, and so, like, since that's just, like, a little pixel art game, it obviously runs fucking Super incredibly well. well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, it is a lot of fun. Like we kind of talked about last week, it's, like, anime wizards, <laughs> essentially. <laughs> Uh, it's a good way to describe you know, it's it. all about speed and like constantly moving and uh you know trying to use that and the different moves you have which are all very like anime to varying extents um i've managed to beat each of so ben kind of talked about it last week there are four elemental wizards you have to like beat two levels and then get to one of the wizards then beat two levels, get to one of the wizards, and like kind of so on. Uh, but each time you start, which one of those you're going up against first is randomized. And I've now beat each of them, having them as my first boss, but I have not made it to <laughs> yeah. a second one in a single run yet. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's a shit ton of spells yeah. and... Uh, like, you can gather more and trade them out mid-run, but unfortunately, those don't, like, stick around afterwards. So, like, if you buy a new spell with gold during a run, it won't stick around. Yeah. It's only the gems you buy, you use to buy uh, spells in between runs that stick, uh, which kind of pisses me off because I love the fire basic move. Which where you just like punch giant clouds of fire. Oh, I like that a lot. I, I don't like the range. Yeah, every it. time I've gotten it, I've done really well with it, mm. and I've never seen it in the shop in between runs. So I just have to hope it shows up randomly <laughs> mid run, I mean, and can, then I get to use it. You can run into the town and then run back into your house and then run into the town, and it'll be a new list of spells. Maybe I'll try that. <laughs> it also sounds exhausting. Yeah, if you want to do that. I didn't realize um, this was a roguelike. Yes. Yeah, so you is, just, it, is there no ahead. progression you keep? Other than other than the gems you gather and the spells you buy in the town. Along with, like, yeah, so your, you uh, armor. In between each run, you're in a little town where you can buy, like, armor upgrades. And uh, items. Artifacts, relics, which are yeah. just, like, an item Yeah, you hold. Uh, and then spells. And then during the run, as you kill people, most of them will drop gold. Which is only useful for buying, like, potions and temporary relics and temporary spells during the run. But then also, some of them will... Like, bosses will always drop a significant amount. Sometimes you'll find chests, and some enemies will drop gems. 
And those gems are the stuff you use to progress. Because you can use that to buy stuff in between runs that then stays. Also, each time you beat one of the elemental wizards, you will get a spell that will be available uh, in between runs. So it's mostly beating bosses is the best way to get progression. But Uh if you're really sucking it up, Sometimes you'll get gems just as random drops. I mean, you get a, to, you get a, you know, help you along. You get, a dec- you get like, f- like 10 or so gems for beating the little mini bosses before the actual bosses. So, well, and that's what I, but I mean, like, even if you can't make it that far, oh, yeah, you'll still get, like, even if you drops, can't beat the yeah. mini boss at the end of each stage, you, yeah, you can still occasionally get drops just from random enemies. Um, and like, it's hard to even say that, um, because the progression isn't even necessarily upwards. Like, most of it is, you know, side grades and just kind of finding the stuff that works best yeah, it's for just learning how to the play. way you play. Yeah. Because um, there isn't any, there aren't any spells that are like, it's this spell, but explicitly better. It's just like, you know, oh, I can do, you know, I can punch gusts of wind that go farther, or I can do, uh, you know, plumes of fire that affect a wider area and that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's just finding the spells that like you like to play with and just learning the attack patterns of all the enemies. Yeah, plus just wanting to see what the fuck all the spells are because yeah. again, the the list is huge. Well, you should I also keep, look at the like, cloaks. I, you should look at the cloaks, Kevin, cuz those affect a lot of different things too. Yeah, I mean, I have. I've been looking at the cloaks, and again, those all seem like side those grades. Are, uh, I got. Where... I have one that just gives me reduced damage. It, there's like no negatives. It's just flat reduced damage. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, I'll have to keep checking those yeah. out. Um, but so yeah, it's been a lot of fun. It's <laughs> this is only any good to you, Sud. It's probably still on sale <laughs> for like another twelve hours. Uh, the Steam sale will definitely be over by the time this podcast goes up, but eh. sorry, the rest of you. Uh, it's no, I mean, it sounds interesting. I just don't care enough, honestly. Like, I really <laughs> want to play like Hollow Knight or something. Like, that just seems way better, and like, I'd rather put my time towards something that I bought recently on my Switch. And like, I haven't even played yeah. fucking like Mario Odyssey. Like, what am I gonna do? Like, get this game? <laughs> like, this is wild. <laughs> Um, Wait, one second. So the Steam sale's been, like, kind of garbage, right? Like, nothing's popped up. That's why I got Wizard of Legend. I mean, (laughs) I've I've seen some really good stuff. And again, part of the issue is just, at this point, we own most of the games we've wanted. (laughs) So, like, it doesn't matter that Borderlands 2 is on sale for 90% off again. We've all owned Borderlands 2 for years. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I've still found a couple uh, that I've bought. Yeah, I mean, Wizard of Legend. I mean, that wasn't a huge sale. I think it's like 30% off, but, you know, that's still not nothing. Um, How much was the game? I want to say like $13, $13, Okay. Actually, maybe not even that. I think it's 10 bucks. Yeah. It might be. So it's like a $15 game. Yeah. 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 but uh, I bought Dying Light uh, for fairly cheap because I've been wanting to play that forever. Mm. Um, 
I bought fucking house flipper because <laughs> I want to lose my goddamn life to that. Uh, but so yeah, I found a, a couple of things and it's too late now, but you could have earned points to get like $5 off during their like race event. All right. Who won? Uh, fucking Corgi by a log uh, by a landslide. I don't know. Hair was way up there for a while. No, it was never. Yeah, it was like a day. I like saw each it. day was a separate race that oh. had a winner, and I think Corgi ended with like eleven wins compared to the second place with like two. Okay, then. <laughs> because you got to pick what team you were on, and Corgi was way ahead day one, so everybody just joined Corgi, yep. and it became an overwhelming landslide, except for a couple one-offs that I'm not convinced weren't Steam. Mm-hmm. Tipping the scales really hard. <laughs> um, Non-Steam game. I also... You know, I played some more Mario Maker. Um, two. I don't... What? Mario Maker. Yeah, Mario Maker <laughs> 2. <laughs> I didn't go buy a Wii U. Um, but I mean, like... That's, you know... Part of it is just waiting for more levels to come out. Because it feels like the lists don't update... Uh, super often, but I think also I keep going to like popular courses and like fucking that list doesn't update super often. So I keep having to go farther and farther down the list to find new stuff to play. Uh, but the more I look into it, the more I get the impression that is the wrong way to even go about it. Uh, Cause there is a uh, like an unlimited run mode where it essentially just gives you stage after stage after stage. And that seems to be the way to play new stages. Because uh, you just pick a difficulty and it'll keep giving you stages that are that difficult. Oh, okay. Um, and so, like, when you do that, you start with five lives. And within each stage, you know, you get a life if you get 100 coins. And then if people put life you know one-ups in there uh you can also get extra lives but it's limited to three each stage okay (laughs) so you can't play a level that just gives you 18 million lives (laughs) and be like well the rest of this is trivial uh i don't know if the first one did that but i thought that was a pretty (laughs) you know clever little way to stop potential abuse Mm -hmm. um I will, like, I don't know if this will, again, come as people get more experience with the game. Uh, I am slightly disappointed at the number of people who don't bother to fill out their stages in the sense that, like, uh, a ton of it is just, like, stuff floating in the air when it doesn't need to. It's just like, here's a pipe that just ends into nothing that's just like it takes so zero effort to just take the ground block and fill that in so that it doesn't look like ass. I don't see you <laughs> making stages. Yeah, I I have not. I started <laughs> working on a second stage kind of and haven't even bothered finishing There's that. There's just pipes at that some are point going I'll probably everywhere. sit down and Yeah, at some point I'll probably sit down and really try and work on a couple stages but Right now, I'm just more interested in playing through stuff other people have made. I feel that's um, like 90% of how those games are played. Like, I love Little Big Planet, but, like, God help me if I was ever going to make a level 
Like, I just play other people's levels and have a great time. I mean, I've it. already made more in Mario Maker than I have in Little Big Planet because it's not so immediately daunting and terrifying. Sure. But I also think, like, Mario Maker's not physics based. Well, Little well, Big yeah. Planet there is, you know, and so, like, it's a lot easier to understand. But even so, like, I'd be shocked if you, if you get, like, how much of the ticket, like, you spend $60 in the game, right? So, like, what yeah. would you say? Like, you'd say, like, 10 bucks on the level creation and then, like, 50 bucks playing other people's levels? Or, like, what's your breakdown there in terms of value yeah, proposition? Yeah, I mean, so that far, reasonable, right? $10 like, on level creator, uh, maybe 20 on, uh, like, the the story mode levels. Oh, right. And then 30 on other... Oh, like, I forgot about the story mode levels. Are they good? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a lot of them are really good, uh, and there's like 107 or something oh, okay. like that. So, I mean, that's more than story? most Mario games. Yeah. No, not really. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the story mode, I was kind of uh, disappointed because I saw a lot of people praising it. And the story mode isn't any good because of the story or the rebuilding the castle thing you're doing. Uh-huh. It's It's good because the story mode levels are good and like that's it got it okay so just good level design but not story yeah you're not getting anything like the rebuilding the castle thing is essentially just a linear thing of just it builds as you play through yeah. all of these story missions. sure gotcha. yeah yeah um, makes sense but yeah i mean i've 110 percent gotten 60 dollars out of it like I cool. said, the story mode is more levels than most Mario games have already. And then, you know, an endless series of levels available until the server shut down. Like, <laughs> uh, Fair enough. The last thing I did is I played a game that is probably pushing two decades old. I played Toontown Rewritten. What the fuck? The fuck? Like that MMO? Have you... Yes. That <laughs> exists Disney MMO. Still? Yes. Wow. Uh, so it is now just a totally free thing. You just go on the website, you know, create an account it and download the before. launcher. And I think mm. it was like five bucks a month back when it came out. And I mean, like, you know, it was competing with like, I mean, not competing. <laughs> <laughs> but this was like, early vanilla wow uh, yeah. you know yeah. this was like um, advertisements that you'd like i remember i remember kids playing this at the uapl library oh like, I kids at the library play it yeah yeah Jeez. um so oh <laughs> kara's sister had started playing it and so when we were all together we downloaded it and started playing it together is kara's sister uh, eight like what no <laughs> how old is she she's 21 she's just nostalgic for it you know okay. it's a what she's a poor college kid and it's a game she used to play when she was a kid oh, so sure. <laughs> um, let's Beyblade. but so it is like because it is just a 100 percent faithful recreation you know if not recreation of what stop of the original game praise. Because like wait, so this is a Toontown, remake of the original game. Yeah, so Toontown got shut down years ago, and <laughs> somehow people got access to the code, and you From know pedophiles. rebuilt it. 
Yeah. <laughs> Rebuilt it and relaunched it. And uh, it is exactly the same in all of the ways. Uh, it runs at higher resolutions than I'm sure oh, the old one man. did. <laughs> um, which then presents that weird thing when any like old game does that, where clearly like when it was out in the early 2000s, certain textures were like, pretty high res and others were not Um, so you'll get like a building that is like varying levels of graphical (laughs) quality and building looks like the door will be amazing yeah and then the walls itself are just like gross which has Um, better uh polygon count lover or toontown they're probably about on par (laughs) yeah okay um so which it also has just like (laughs) <laughs> so there are no classes uh and there's no like leveling system build? i will say it's <laughs> the fuck is this game what are you doing in it throwing pies at each other so yes what? so you uh you have different gags which are your attacks of course of course and so your health i think is called laughs because <laughs> sure. like when your laughs drop to zero, you don't die. You just get sad yeah, and have you, to go back out of to the like main area. Yeah, and so what are the mobs? Uh, they're all these weird little like uh, uh, like business robots. Oh fuck! So it's just like <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the bloodsucker is like a lawyer, and uh, yeah. the short stack is like a accountant and different kind of stuff. And so, All like these clever you know, tropes. Yeah, it's a very old school MMO in the sense that, like, almost all the—I mean, all of the quests are just you know, kill this many of this type, kill ten it's of just kill, any type it's or whatever. Joke ten people. Joke them. Yeah. Well, they're robots. You just kill them. Wow. You kill them with jokes. Uh, Real Acme so, branded. No. They're not this Acme branded. Disney. Not, oh, it is Disney. Uh, okay. Yeah. Which is again hilarious that the whole thing has such like an anti like giant corporate. Yeah. Because <laughs> like the whole thing is that like there are uh, towns in like Toontown. Uh, towns. Well, there's towns where like everything's safe, and then the like paths between those towns are where all the robots show up, and they're all filled with like little you know cartoon mom and pop shops, and the robots can come in and take them over and so then those become dungeons and so like it's a disney game about evil corporations taking over like you know smaller companies and how that's bad and you need to stop them yeah some so it's someone within the gaming division of disney calling for help like a desperate cry yeah and, like, I can't even say that, like, it was different back then. It was still Disney in the 2000s. Still giant evil mega corporation. Uh, but so, yeah, the basic uh, mechanics of it is that uh, you have different gags you can uh, do. And so, like, one will be throw, like, you start off with throw and spray. So, like, you have, you know, a pie you can throw at them or a spray bottle you know, like the seltzer bottle. And, you Classic know, one does more damage, joke. but it's more likely to miss. Throwing a pie so in someone's on. face. Classic <laughs> joke. And uh, the closest you can get to, like, builds is that <laughs> uh, you can unlock other types of gags, and you get to decide which ones to unlock in what order. 
Sure. So, I mean, you'll eventually have them all unlocked, but, like, maybe you want to do the AoE stuff first before you get healing or whatever. What's the AoE um, stuff? Sound. So, like, horns and stuff. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, Got it. <laughs> and then there's, you know, like, the classic, like, there's another one that's, like, dropping anvils and stuff on them and uh, all kinds of whatnot. So what were you, like a bunny or something, or what? I ended up creating a cat. We all know like you have a goofy type. <laughs> yeah, you created like a dog, a cat, a bear, a deer. A, there's a surprising amount of like animals you can create. But then it's like three body types, four faces, like a sure. handful of clothes. Um, Red shirt, blue so I don't know. shirt. It, part of it is just like interesting seeing the uh you know the game design aspects of something that old what was uh your tune name yeah what was your handle uh captain flappy were but you were a cat yeah that's awful all right (laughs) well because it's like i said it's just a faithful recreation so you like you pick your name from like a series of essentially drop downs. Oh, because they didn't want to call you like Super Dick or something, right? Uh, like you couldn't. Yeah, like you yeah. would in the mid two thousands. And you can you can do like typing messages, but you have to like go to the website to turn that on. And there is a profanity filter you can't turn off that they will sure. then ban just, you if you keep cursing anyway. It replaces which seems all the absurd. It replaces all the curses with hucks. <laughs> it, it will legitimately just replace it with like the sound of whatever animal you are. Awesome. So like growling if you're a bear or meowing if you're a cat or whatever. <laughs> you're such a but meow, even, yeah, mother yeah, meow. Even. Even though they always replace that, they will still ban you for cursing too much. So, <laughs> so who's they? The fan community? Whoever <laughs> is running the servers One and whatnot. Guy. Yeah, like the fan community, like the guys who rebuilt yeah. it. Probably yeah. one dude. I'm surprised mm-hmm. Disney hasn't come down on them like a ton of bricks. I am also amazed. It is literally the first result when you type in Toontown on like Google. So it's not hidden. I mean, they don't advertise anywhere. Well, now that we've released it on the pod, now they'll know. I'm shocked (laughs) that Toontown doesn't, like, go to, like, a furry website. Maybe it does. (laughs) Like, how is that the first Maybe this is Kevin's slippery slope. Sure. We see him at his wedding. He's like, "Uh, call me Captain (laughs) Flappy. Thanks. Yeah, he'll have little little Naruto whiskers. (laughs) Well, he's a cat. All right, Ben. Take us home. All right. Before the Attack on Titan discussion. I finally watched Chernobyl. Nice. That is some intense watching. And I've never been so (laughs) nervous or anxious for for a guy to get a Geiger counter. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, it broke. Oh, but we had another one. Well, then just tell me the number. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, it was really good. It, um, I really, really enjoyed it. It was definitely a nice palate cleanser after Game of Thrones. 
<laughs> in terms of like Game of Thrones is just too cheery. Well, the writing. <laughs> and yeah. all it required was the deaths of a few thousand Russians. <laughs> and the writing. One thing that I, one thing I love about Chernobyl um, is just like how duplicitous the government was yeah. about it all. And like how heroic those first responders were. And it's just like, it just really makes you think about, say, how we treat, I'm sure you guys have all seen this, but the John Stewart, oh, yeah. went, you know, about the 9-11 first responders yeah, yeah. and like, they just went there. Well, yeah, just like how, like, you know, um, you know, they're looking at a map and they're looking at numbers, you know, and then, then you cut to these two dudes in like waist high nuclear water. You know, yeah, and you just get the two aspects of what is going on. You know, these two bureaucrats smoking cigarettes and drinking coffee, and then you cut to like mm-hmm. the first responders who are just like melting. There was a there's like one great scene where like it's like right after it happens, and the there's some people who are going into the reactor, and there's a guy who's been there for too long, and he's like, I guess you want to see where it is, and they're like, yeah, and so he goes back with the full knowledge that he's not gonna be able to come back out again. Yeah, and like there's so many yeah. aw- awesome scenes like that, and it just, I mean, I think like really good TV or like in any genre like is a commentary on our lives, mm-hmm. and I mean, I think. If you've listened to this podcast to this point, like, surely you realize that, you know, your hosts are pretty liberal guys. And it's just like Except the behavior Matt. of. Who's yeah, a he's hard, an anarcho conservative. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but besides for the NRA tattoo, he's got tattooed over his stomach. NRA forever. Um, <laughs> NRA forever, like right around, right across his stomach. But, you know, besides that, like, it's just like. The shit that the Russian government did in Chernobyl feels exactly what the Trump government would do. Like it's it's eerie to me. Like just with the, the, levels the, the level of, of not caring, not apathy. caring, incompetence, apathy, the willingness to hide things and like to make it seem like nothing was wrong. To do your job and like. To do your job and like, there's like a scene where it's just like in Frankfurt they're closing the schools and it's still like yeah. no one in Pripyat knows. It's just fucking wild to mm-hmm. me, you know. And it's just, it just makes me a think of, of par- like places parallels. like Flint, Michigan. Yeah, yeah, but like Flint, Michigan, especially where it's like these kids are drinking like lead water, water that catches fire. I'm, yeah, but it's not the same thing. But like, you can get cancer from that. Like, if you're drinking lead, you can get. But it's cancer. still just and it's like you can definitely draw parallels to the apathy of action between the show and the government now. Yeah, I, I really think that helps it. Like, I really think it elevates it into like a classic TV, uh, like miniseries. Well, yeah, I well, would, you know, all good television draws on parallels of real life. Well, Chernobyl was real life. Yeah. Like, I, it couldn't be more of a parallel. Right. It's a retelling yeah, yeah. of what happened. Um, <laughs> but I, th- I really think that's why it, it, ca- I feel like this has really captured the public imagination. Like, I think everyone's been talking about Chernobyl. Yeah, definitely. Um, it's like the new, oh, yeah. like, hit moot, like, hit show. And I really think a lot of that has to do with, like, you watch it and you're just like, not only were these people, like, incredibly courageous and it's a really accurate retelling and no one really knows a lot about it. I just think it, 
I think if you're sane, it makes you think about like this is all the shit that you know we see here. Yeah. Going um, going in, I thought it was all going to be in Russian with English subtitles. <laughs> but like everyone, it would have been awesome. But everyone, like you know, uh, I have to. I had to like, like. I know it's Russia, but a lot of since they're all speaking in English, a lot of you know, a lot of the accents aren't Russian. Or it's like yeah. people no. trying their best. There's some shaky accents. Yeah, yeah, for sure, exactly. But the acting is quite good. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. But that's the only thing that really detracted me from the show is just like oh, that guy sounds m- more British than nuclear anything else. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now say nuclear. I bet I did that. I also had a family function at my house and I had to host a party and what better way to host a party than with Mario Kart 8 and so I was going to say Quiplash but Mario Kart 8 is Uh, also good yeah um, I'm I really enjoy it it's you know it's it's just more of the same thing just you know perfected um I I was going going into it. I thought there was going to be more than four player. I'm kind of upset there isn't, but at the same time, like that screen would be so small. Yeah, but they could do like a. I guess they could have done like a double dash kind of thing. But uh, I mean, I just ended up trading. We all just ended up like switching controllers after races. But you know, I love how they're pulling racetracks from like the DS games and st- and stuff like that. Some of the tracks that I- yeah. yeah, well, I mean they've been doing that for a while. Well, the the yeah. like, I think the DS had <laughs> tracks from previous games yeah, on it. Yeah, but it's just nice mm-hmm. to see it's nice <coughs> to see these these tracks I played on the DS and on like older systems, you know, uh just upgraded. And you're just like this looks so yeah, much this looks beautiful. so cool. The only thing I would say is just like, I think this is the best Mario Kart. It makes me wonder if they forgot about Double Dash because Double Dash is so different from the other mm-hmm. ones, and it's disappointing because like I really like that love game and it was really different. Like uh, disorienting the game can be when <laughs> you have one? all this shit going on and then you're like sideways and like looking up at the ceiling and it's or at the like ground and it's just you're just trying to orient yourself like which direction am i facing it double dash or eight eight because the 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 whole anti-gravity wheels or whatever yeah 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 that's good but that it's hard to see where they go with this yeah like what do you do my 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 guess is the double dash is now they'll they'll go into eight player uh, cart now that they have the capabilities with all the joy cons and stuff uh-huh that makes sense that's all i can think of anyway since they've done like flying and through the water and le- you know every single direction yeah but um i did i yeah i we played that um we played another little game that I picked up on the Switch. It's called Crawl. C-R-A-W-L. And it's a really interesting, like, dungeon crawler where 
one it's a four player game where one person is a hero and the three other people are monsters and so you go through these uh, dungeon rooms and what and the monster you as a monster are trying to kill the hero and you as the hero are trying to kill the monsters and if the monster kills the hero one of the one of the other players then they become the hero and so you just you try to progress farther and farther uh, through the dungeon until you get to the uh, the boss, which is a boss which is controlled by all three players at once. So one of the bosses is a four-headed hydra, or a three-headed hydra, where each of you is a head of a hydra. And um, so if the hero fails, uh, that attempt, whoever killed it gets to be the hero, and then they get an attempt at it. And uh, there's only two more attempts, and whoever, if you fail those two attempts, then there, then nobody wins, and the games, and the game's over. And it's just a really fun, like, uh, just competitive, fun party game where you're just like, uh, you have to work together with other people, and then gang up on somebody, and it's a lot of fun, and I enjoyed it a lot. And it's like pretty cheap; it was only like ten bucks. And it's in this, like... And that was on Switch? Yeah, and it's in this, like, 8-bit kind of style. And there's there's all sorts of different monster types to choose from. So when you start, uh, when you start the game, uh, you choose what type of monster you want to be. And that monster will have different forms. So as you get... As the hero gets deeper in the dungeon, your monster changes the way you want uh, to, like, different things. And you can also, as a uh, as a monster, you can inhabit uh, like traps and stuff. So you can make like us an a arrow wall shoot arrows at him or something. It's it's these sprites are ugly yet also kind of beautiful. Yeah, it's it's, amazing. it's very interesting and it was a lot of fun. And for a random, uh, hey, I don't know, I don't have a lot of games on my Switch. Let's go through and find something. And we we picked that out and had a lot of fun playing it. And uh, it seems like it's kind of like evolve. Would you say it's kind of like evolve? Uh, yeah, I would say yeah, kind like <laughs> like reverse evolve. Instead of three, sure, <laughs> yeah. Mm. Instead of three guys hunting down a monster, it's three monsters hunting a guy. Fair enough. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Thank you. But yeah, I mean, I've been I've been really busy this week, so I haven't had a whole lot of time. I've I downloaded and played a little bit of Time Spinners. I'm interested to Wow. I'm interested to see what what it become what it, what <laughs> it evolves into. Right now it seems it seems it's very Castlevania-y. But mm-hmm. Time Splitters? Time Spinners. Oh. Spinners. <laughs> okay. Yeah, not Never not that mind. game on the GameCube or PS2. Uh-huh. <laughs> it was on both, but yeah, it's a that first person shooter game. from like. If it Matt was, was here, he'd talk like, about it. I know he really liked it. It's just like a blast from the past. <laughs> I haven't talked about time splitters in a long time. Yeah, time spinners. Uh, Kevin intrigued me after mentioning it last podcast, I think, and he had. I don't remember if I 
talked about it on the podcast. I saw it during the speedrun marathon. You talked about it, it in passing, and you were describing it as like Chrono Trigger esque. And you said those two words, and then I had to be like, "Okay, what is this?" Well, I mean, the the sprites kind of look Chrono yeah. Triggery. The gameplay definitely looks much more Metroidvania. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely Metroidvania. But like the, I uh, really like the sprite work they do. Like it's really, it's beautiful, it's really detailed, and their 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 backgrounds are really nice, and it's like. You know, it feels like it's advanced, but at the same time still feels very grounded in the Super Nintendo era, which I really like. Yeah, because, like, when I was watching it, I just assumed it was a a, a Super Nintendo game I had never heard of. And then, like, I looked into it, and I'm like, oh, well, shit, (laughs) this game came out less than a year ago. So I'm excited. So, you know, in much the same way that uh, Shovel Knight... Yeah. Went to, I mean, Shovel Knight went to pretty some extreme lengths in order to, um, like maintain give the original Nintendo yeah, feel. Yeah. I don't know if uh, Time Spinner went to the same length, but from I what mean, I've the, played, it seems the effect is that from what I've it looks, played, yeah. it's, it feels very like oh my god, I could definitely see myself playing this, you know, twenty plus years ago on the Super Nintendo. Yeah. So it's really good, and I'm gonna. I'm excited to really dive into it. I'll probably talk about it more once I really sink my teeth into it. Yeah, I might grab that before the sale yeah, ends. Yeah, there you go. Wait, what did you grab Steam? it on? I, I bought yeah. Time Spinners on the Switch, but I think it was still. It I, yeah, I still shame. think it was still on sale. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely on Steam. But and then I. Uh, I know, but it seems like the game you should play on Switch. I've again. also caught up on Demon Slayer, Kevin. I know uh, you should also get into that while it's still early. Yeah, I should have talked about that. That show is fucking fantastic. It's so like, good, and it's just getting better. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. Um, if you like. Not that it's all that similar to My Hero Academia, but like it's in the same vein, kind of. The shonen, um, the shonen hero. Kind of. I mean, he's. It's a much more. He's got so world much more grit. Than, yeah, it's like the world he lives in is fucking awful, but. Yeah, it's really it's good. It's really good. I should have mentioned that. Yeah. And well, yeah, because we we talked about it when we saw like the first two episodes, son. And now it's like it's been yeah, a while. Now it's episode yeah. 13, uh, 12 going on thirteen, and it's it it has it's only gotten better, <laughs> which is mm-hmm. awesome. They haven't Definitely they haven't brought like in a twelve year old a twelve year old a thousand year old dragon. <laughs> yeah, fuck that. What is that called? Shield hero. Legend of the Something Shield like Hero. That. <laughs> it's a guy bullshit. It's, yeah. Oh, it's not that. I might kill myself if Demon Slayer turns out to be a <laughs> 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 like, it, It's like the old switcheroo, like the last episode. The old like, switcheroo. Oh my God. It was actually a dating. <laughs> this was the, the whole, whole time. time. Yeah. Oh boy. I might just end it. <laughs> You played a mean trick on me, Japan. 
but that's that's really all I did. Um, I'm excited to uh, do more stuff this coming week, though. If you survive, yeah, if I survive, <laughs> should we should well, we get it? Cool. Yeah, should we get in talking about talking about the the Titans and what they do? Yeah, I think that works out pretty well. I think we're a little over an hour right now. So, cool. all right. Uh, so if you want to avoid spoilers for the second half of season three of Attack on Titan, uh, go ahead and hop off now. This will just be the rest of the podcast. Spoiler! Leave now! Spoiler! Leave now! That's our new I can't believe has. Aaron's his own grandpa. Just... <laughs> yeah, so this is like the fucking exposition bomb, <laughs> the reveal of the basement, like the shit that's been teased since episode two uh fucking yep. back in 2013 yeah honestly so. i i i know the basement was a really big reveal but i thought it was gonna be more oh ben, <laughs> well, like you're killing me no like i'm let's just get into it right now also ben i'm gonna need you to be i know i'm watching steps i all know you've read ahead so i i i honestly thought it was gonna be like some exp- you know weird you know, things in jars, you know, weird science shit. And it just ends up being a photograph. <laughs> like an Animusha? Yeah, something, okay. yeah, something crazy, <laughs> something weird. Yeah, I mean, I was absolutely, I mean, I wasn't disappointed yeah. it wasn't this, but I was expecting like a big oh, lab. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I think that's absolutely what they intentionally had you yeah, thinking and, was And then it was happen. just a little photograph yeah. and it's like, this is called a photograph. Well, yeah, they they wanted you to feel like the rug got pulled out of your feet when he's just like, this key doesn't fit this yeah, door. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. you're just like, Well, I, I love the next scene where they just like kick it open. They're like, okay. Yeah. Because, <laughs> I mean, I definitely had that thought. Mm-hmm. Just like, the key feels unnecessary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's okay. just a wood door as far as we know. Yeah, and I mean, granted, even when they reveal what it's for, it's just a wood desk. Like, it's so chop it open. <laughs> but like the symbolism yeah. is strong. I let's just rewind a little bit. Um, so in the last pod, uh, Matt said that Attack on Titan is like number five in his greatest anime. It's in his top five. We don't know which number it is. It is it's top five. There, it's not number one. <laughs> no. I... He said it was top yeah, five. Yeah, he said right? it was top like, five, was five, but we don't but yeah. know. But four and five weren't in order. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I see. It could have been four. All right, whatever. Um, I'm just like, I. so they announced season four is going to be the last season. Season three really sort of sets up the stakes mm-hmm. in a really meaningful yeah. way. It's like looking back on these, like, these three seasons and assuming the last season doesn't shit the bed, which I don't think it will at this point. I have so much faith in the creators now. Um, where does this rank for you? Oh. So assuming that the next season stays up there? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Uh, personally, probably just below Brotherhood. Uh, it's incredible. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I, like, I mean, it's 
definitely one of the top. Mm-hmm. Like top easily. five for sure. I think it speaks volumes yeah. that um, your fiance uh, Kevin is is watching it. Like the the characterization is great. The characters are all behaving in ways that are consistent and intelligent and like when they fuck up and die in many cases it's not because of like any character flaw it's not because they're being stupid it's because they make calculated rational decisions in like awful circumstances yeah Yeah. well like like i mean that's the like they they emphasize that in the show all the time where they're like "Yeah, yeah we're gonna fucking die but humanity will live on I, I mean, will say it's gotten a lot better recently. Uh, there was a certain like I made the joke after season one came out before there was any hint of season two coming along that I was waiting for the reveal that everyone in the show was like <laughs> mentally deficient because uh, like like for like the Battle of Trost, there's a significant number of deaths where it's just like. Are the Titans tiptoeing around that they fucking snuck up on you like oh, that? Right, yeah. Uh-huh. Like, just like, what's happening? I mean, it, yeah, it wasn't enough to, like, you know, even on the rewatch, having made that observation in the past, like, it didn't take me out of it. But it's just like, if you're watching, it's just like, you're on top of a building. This guy's, like, five feet over you. <laughs> like, you should have seen <laughs> it coming. Uh, but the last several seasons, yes, it is 100% like if you died, you probably made the best move and you were just fucked anyway. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, um, a- you know, with the whole baseball thing, like, what are you going to fucking do? <laughs> yeah. Like, so, so let's just go through this. So, you know, Kevin mentioned, like, this is part two of season three, um, Parts one and part two couldn't be more different. Uh, and I think we yeah. should sort of talk about them separately. And so, like, how did you guys feel about part one generally? Like, because, like, that's when you get an inkling that, because it's, it's very political. It's very much not about it's the It's like Titans. the buildup before the war for Trost, you know? Well, it's not, though, because they're not really talking about the Titans at all. They're talking about, like, who's leading us and, like, why are they making the decisions they're making? And... Like, yeah, it's just well. Right weird now, they're trying. Eerie. I like well, it. The but... thing I think the main theme of season one is to show you that the Titans aren't as mindless as you. Th- We're talking about part one of season three. Yeah, yeah. So not season one, right? So I think it's uh, yeah, yeah. Right, I think it's to sure. show you that the you know the Titans are no longer they're not mindless like people think and like there's some like you know monkey troubles <laughs> season three is the beginning but we never thought he was mindless like we had the female titan in season one and like she was incredibly yeah, intelligent but we real, like, like i feel like we re- uh this the part one is like okay they're planning something like there's something bigger happening between all these titans who can control their titan because you have you have I didn't I guess get that you have sense. monkey troubles like, taking the guys uh, taking the guys. Um, are we talking about season three or season one? Yeah, what are you talking about? It feels like you were jumping back no, and forth. Uh, d- isn't season three part one where uh, the long arm Titan takes the three D maneuver gear from that one guy? 
Yes, but you said you were talking about no, season I'm... one, and then just okay. jumped well, ahead to yeah, monkey trouble. Season three, part one, is what I meant. Okay. Even after I corrected you. Yeah, I suppose. I'm going to snap <laughs> you in <laughs> half. <laughs> but that's all I'm saying. It's just that it seems like there's strat- anyway, yes. strategize. you know, it, there's, they're, they're really planning something. They've been planning something. Well, but, like, that's not what most of part one is about. Like, part one is about Rod Rice and, like, Historia and this ancient lineage and the fact that there's yeah. this oh, Titan the serum. Like, that's yeah. 90% of part one, which is what I thought you were going to talk about, but then you talked about something <laughs> that seemed quite minor to me. But... Yeah, because that's, that's all season two. Oh, yeah. okay. Oh, okay. Uh, the battle of the castle and... Uh, the town yeah, getting converted okay, so and all just, that whatnot. It's just all about Historia. Well, Historia and Kenny the Ripper, yeah, yeah, unfortunately Kenny, yeah. named, fucking dumb name. <laughs> yeah, I love, oh, dude, like, I, I love that scene when Levi, uh, like, jumps into the tavern and then he, like, kicks in and he's got, like, the high knees and he's like, Yahoo! And he's just firing up in the air like a cowboy. <laughs> It's very strange. It's so funny. Uh, I, I, Kenny's fine. You know, he's probably my least favorite Attack on Titan character. Um, but he's got a good backstory, and I like the relationship he has with Levi. Not that I needed to know Levi's backstory at all. But, like, mm. for some, like, for me, like, for me and Kevin, and I mean, you probably knew this for a while, Ben, but, like, how did you feel about, like, this royal family? Because it went in a way I did not expect. Like, there's this founding Titan and that all these memories were lost and it felt fast. And I believed it after a while because they kept building on it. But initially I was kind yeah, of thrown like, off on it. Yeah, like it certainly was just like, oh, this yeah. is, this is something. This is big. <laughs> what is all this? This is like really complex, like, I guess but lineage it's, it's, and his, you know, history and what it is to like, like, have a name and stuff like that. But like, it took 10 minutes and they're just like, Oh, all your memories were erased. And I'm like, wait, what? Like, this is the, yeah, the founding Titan can erase memories like, and implant memories. And you're just like, what the fuck is even real anymore? Right. And like this Doughboy like is wants to control Historia. Like, and he's the real King. Like what is happening? You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's something I remember feeling when I read that portion of the manga back in 2013. Um, and then oh, you like, knew that part. I haven't read a bit. Yeah, so I read the manga up to Rice turning into a titan. Oh, wow. I, okay. I do not know why I stopped there. I literally did not finish reading the culmination of that. I stopped... I stopped reading the manga as he was headed towards, like, as Titan Rice was headed towards a town, and then just didn't see what they did you about it. You might that. have been caught uh-huh. up at that time. <laughs> well, right, but I had been reading it oh, monthly, okay. and I don't know why, like, that one, I was just like, yeah, whatever. And I don't See, know why I stopped right there. I then. read, I read the middle <laughs> of a giant. <laughs> yeah, I read, I read Titan a giant dragging chunk. his face across the countryside. I read giant chunks at a time and then stopped and then didn't see anything. So a lot of that for like, and then decided to spoil it for us. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, it's because Titan yeah, so, did. Like, because of that, I did get the uh, the end of, like, season three, the surprise of when Titan Rice lifts his face and just the entire oh. front of his skull has been ground yeah. off. Oh. Yeah. That is a Titan. <laughs> and his guts are yeah. just, like, falling out. of nightmares. It's just, like, a river of yeah. blood out of his eyes. Uh, but, like, why is he like that exactly? Just because... Because he's, like, he's an irregular. <laughs> but he's of royal blood. Like, doesn't he just transform into like a regular? Because titan? it was like I think it because like doesn't it have to be doesn't it have to be injected into your like spine and he like lapped it up? Oh yeah, he did just yeah. drink it. So like maybe it made him abnormal. Fucked him that up. makes yeah. sense actually. because yeah, because I don't think they've still yet explained what makes an abnormal abnormal. No. Yeah. Mm. Like, um, I imagine that'll come up. <laughs> it was some weird thing. It doesn't even matter, because I don't... Like, Rod Rice, in and of himself, is not interesting. He sucks. Like, he's just... <laughs> well, it's right. not about... It's about I mean, I want to know why some of them are abnormal. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, me too. But, like, Rod Rice, in and of himself, is a plot device. He's a plot device to be like, this is a weak king, and he wants to control the populace through the founding titan... And it it really comes together for me when you get the reveal in the basement where you're just like, oh, these people have all have the ability to become Titans. They just don't know it, you know? Yeah. They're all part of this raid, like the Eldia or whatever. Um, and I think it really sets up the confrontation between, I guess we call them the warriors um, mm. against uh, the Eldians, right? Like people who are fighting yeah. for Marley versus those who are fighting for Eldia. And I just, like, would love to know, like, what the fuck were Marley... Like, what did they have to, like, even overthrow these Titans? Well, they like, have... Well, there's bizarre nine... bizarre to think well, about. Yeah, stole a yeah. bunch of the Titans yeah, at some we, point. They have... They have seven. We... The, uh, the people we've been following have they two. Had seven. <laughs> right, I get that. But, I mean, like, before when they, like, enslaved Eldia, like, they, they used that... They use the Titans to do that, I guess. Like, well, yeah, because they were the ones who were like enslaved and subjugated for a really long time, right? They yeah, fl- then somehow they, they stole the a bunch script. of Titans and flip. Right, <laughs> yeah, that's the part I don't not quite sure on, like how because they, they did they, that, they, you know, because that seems yeah. over. I, over they they explain it in the the little sun up with the centuries over you know centuries of living with them. They kind of just like got into this position of power and backstabbed them. How we how they transfer that power? I have no idea. Right. Yeah, I'm not totally sure if, uh, you know, they lack the ability to turn into titans and have largely just like found defectors. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. or if uh, they can, and the like racial differences between the two groups is even smaller than. Can you tell? Already can you tell suggested. A Right. So, I, I don't know. Yeah, I, I can't, can't either. <laughs> is there I mean, supposed like, to be? The biggest con- well, the biggest concern I had is because they have the flashback. So, you know, Aaron gets his father's memories mm-hmm. back. He opens the drawer. He touches the photograph. He's reading the diaries. He's getting his father's memories. And there are so many overtones to the Nazi Holocaust it's uncomfortable. Well, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, the armband like with the star, like, yeah, like... 
Oh my god! And then they murder uh, Grisha's With little dogs. sister, um, who would have been Aaron's aunt. Yeah, feed her to dogs. Yeah. Apparently, they're all wearing um, they're all wearing yeah. pork pie hats, and <laughs> there's blimps everywhere. <laughs> yeah, they're not. That's I'm not sure it's a pork pie hat, but yeah, like. It, it's really intense, yeah. you know. Um, there's definitely, yeah. and there's I, definitely a parallels. Well, when I saw the parallel, I was like, "Is this like some Conqueror of Shambhala shit? Where like this is actually our <laughs> world, and it's like going?" And, and I would have been so Are upset. Titans and, supposed like, to be Nazis. <laughs> well, now the people subjugating the Titans, yeah, are yeah, supposed yeah, to be Nazis, Nazis. right? But the Titans may or may not have been Nazis well, maybe, in the maybe past. The, maybe, it is maybe the unclear. Titans are supposed to be like Panzer tanks. <laughs> uh, no. Let's stop this metaphor. I'm sorry I even brought it up. Um, but, like, I, I, I'm really happy the direction they went with it. Um, and so we've met four of the warriors, Bertholdt, Reiner, and, and Ymir. Zeke. And, then, and Zeke. So there's two. We and well, there's also that there's also that uh, that one that was f- yeah the yeah, like pack the horse camel titan. titan oh yeah that's yeah, yeah. one it rescues yeah and Zeke. then there's yeah. there's one titan unaccounted for okay that, there's nine isn't there uh, I don't think they've re- yeah there's well there's nine titans so we have Ymir we have uh, yeah. female oh, yeah, titan Ymir female colossal yeah. armored uh, beast titan Pack yeah, horse titan, three more. attack titan, oh, two more, uh, and then the founding titan and the unknown titan. Okay, yeah. Of which no, attack titan and I founding titan I, are I both contained founding, within. Yeah, Aaron. I think there's a founding titan, and then there's there's nine all to nine plus the founding. Hmm. No, there's nine including the found, founding titan. Yeah, um, that sounds right. Uh, yeah, unless you are like, unless you're accidentally spoiling stuff, that has been uh, what all discussions I've seen on Reddit have. So unless there is mass uh, misunderstanding outside of you, Ben, it is nine, nine including, including the founding okay. titan, of which there are now we assume eight uh, people who can turn into titans since Aaron consolidated two of them. Which, like, yeah. I don't know. I ha- like I have to imagine that the only way to even separate them again is for him to die without anybody eating him. Yeah, and the souls, I guess, get returned to who, the into next the ether born. Or something. The next. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, right. it's bloodline. Whoever right. has a child, which is so yeah, weird. So because I assume they were like, that they were just holding this family hostage to breed more like Titan users. Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Fucking crazy. Yeah. But I mean, like, Rod Rice turned into a Titan and killed his whole family because he wanted it. So, you know, <laughs> these people aren't um, rational thinkers. Well, no. Rod didn't kill his family. Uh, what? Aaron? Or what's his uh, name? Yeah, Grisha, Grisha did do that. that. Or Grisha did that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard to keep track. Like this isn't yeah. an easy story <laughs> no, it's not. to follow. Especially like, when, especially sense. when they're like, "Yeah, everyone has everyone else's memories, and people's memories are also I... fake sometimes." <laughs> yeah, yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. Have they shown uh, 
people having fake memories. I know they've erased memories. Not, well, fake it's memories, what ha- when like they if- when they put in the founding Titan and sealed themselves in the wall, they implanted the the memories that nothing existed outside of the. Well, they just erased memories of anything existing outside of it. Right. Which is different. They haven't altered anyone's memories oh, that we've okay. seen. It's just it's just we've them had, being We've had people forget things them. and we've had people remember things that happened to other people in the yeah, future. Yeah. yeah, but it's disorienting for the viewer because like you spent most of the show watching thinking, okay, these people these are the remnants of humanity and they're under siege from these titans and we don't know why. And now you do know why, but you know why over the period of like a few episodes. Like literally, yeah. they give you so much information and it's hard to keep track of it. Um, Maybe there'll be a really like, good there's synopsis a, there's, on the next season for the first episode. I don't oh, I'm think sure so. somebody's already put something out. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure there's like, a recap a, episode, but. Yeah, I mean it's a little complicated, but I don't think it's like beyond understanding. Yeah. Oh no, it's this this is not like Inception. I'm just saying like they give you a ton of information in a very short period. I of enjoy time. how there's you some know? there's some like weird ass Game of Thrones future past memory shit when uh, the original ta- How is that Game well, of with Thrones? Brand and Hodor traveling through Fair memories enough. and shit yeah. so like yeah like the original the original yeah. founding or the original attack on titan having memories of Eren before it happens was just like wait oh, that's what wild. the original yeah, the attack, attack titan. yeah that's what i meant yeah yeah i, I added the on if you want to protect mikasa and armin who are yeah. they i, I have no, no idea, idea. <laughs> whose memories are those yeah it's so good. It's so evocative. Um, I I really want to oh. start watching some things again, but I don't know if I can watch part one again. Because, like, part one, I think, is, like, the lowest I felt about Attack on Titan. Not that I thought it was bad. Well, I just didn't like it. The second part, they're just like, they come, yeah, they, they don't pull not... any punches, and they're just like, shit is happening now. We're, we're going to the basement. Yeah. P- monkeys are throwing barrels at you. Uh, they just really in season one had not nailed down the pace like they have in Whatever, two and part three. Two, they kicked mm-hmm. that pace up so fast. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, there's a definite improvement because, like, yeah, the thought of watching one again, uh, like, feels slightly tedious. I mean, it's obviously all still yeah, yeah, way the fuck above average. Yeah, you're not. <laughs> gonna be making a bad decision badass (laughs) just that whole that whole speech with like uh levi being like become the devil (laughs) he just has to lead everyone yeah i like his last little speech breathe before he leads everyone on the fucking suicide charge yeah yeah. soldiers and then immediately gets Um, clean zeke's awesome like even though is we he? haven't heard of what Zeke <laughs> is he? Yeah, you don't like him. He killed a I lot mean, of people. He fucking yeah, he chumps a lot of people and then becomes a real whiny yeah, baby yeah. as soon as he gets one up Dude, by I someone else. Love that. Yeah, I mean he's a whiny baby, but like what is? I think most of it has to do with like his origin say? because Perfect like he talks. Game move. Is hilarious to me. <laughs> 
But like, what's even what the best part is like when he confronts Aaron and they look similar-ish. Like you can tell they're related. Mm. And like he's just like, I'm here to save you. And Aaron's like, Wait, what? Yeah. Like, it's so <laughs> it's so interesting. Um, and it really just plays on these expectations because Zeke has been indoctrinated since he was a child. Like he turns his yeah. parents in. Um, and I love like Game of Thrones. Towards the end, has a real problem with symbolism. Um, but this show does not like I love the fact that Aaron killed his father's wife and his yeah. wife like and like his father's wife ate his mother oh, yeah. like his father's new wife <laughs> yeah and it's so fascinating she to walked me. And all it's like that so way. Shakespearean you yeah. see the, and, the, um, the you see the starting point of the of you're like okay the time it takes yeah. for her to get there is four years <laughs> right <laughs> And Aaron is like, just, he takes it well <laughs> as compared to what he would have done like in previous seasons like, where like he's yeah. really grown as a character and it's really awesome. Well, yeah. And I mean, like the huge thing showing that off is, you know, the comparison of like episode two, of like I'm going to kill every single yeah. last Titan to then just like gently patting that one on the head yeah. and like walking away in the latest episode. I love that. I love the time script. I love older Aaron with his long, sad anime hair. Yeah, um, yeah. I speaking of the comparisons, I definitely got some like strong brand vibes as like everyone else is like celebrating and dancing around and Aaron's just like staring <laughs> dead faced <laughs> yeah. over the horizon. I mean, I think for him, he's just like, I can't believe I have to keep yeah, fighting. Yeah, he I always think, yeah. yeah, no, well, absolutely. Well, remember, that was yeah. the, their end game was to get to the beach. And now they're realizing it's just the beginning, you know? <laughs> yeah. Right. And it's got to feel miserable. Like, you've killed everything, pretty much. Like, they've effectively cleansed their side. Yeah, of the but his friend isn't Titans, dead. It seems like. <laughs> and then he knows that like both himself and Armin have like eight to thirteen years tops oh, before right. they die. Um, yeah. Wait, isn't it which, uh, seven? That's got to be miserable for Aaron, right? Now it's. Seven I thought it was seven years. years then, like, Armin, is it ten years maximum? No, it's thirteen. 13. Okay. It's thirteen, and so like Aaron has had the Titan power for a while now. Yeah. Right, and so he mentions he has like seven or eight years tops, yeah. and yeah, Armin. Like Were you guys really happy when Beryl died? No, this was really I sad. I was kind of like, satisfied. I like, especially I like, was the fact that he's like he's talking to these people as if he's fr- their friends, as if he didn't just try to blow them all up. I mean, mm-hmm. he's both Reiner and Berthold are shown to be like psychologically damaged. And, like, Reiner especially routinely has, like, dissociative breaks where he's just yeah. like, I've been here too yeah. long. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, Reiner? Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it's a constant theme in yeah. season two of, like, as Reiner and Bertholdt are, like, starting to break. And I'm not sure they even know that they're Eldians. Like, they probably think of themselves as Merlin. No, they definitely, well, they definitely yeah. grew up, you know, in that persecution because of... But then they were raised to be a warrior. 
But oh, like, we don't know that we, they did grow up persecuted. Oh, right. Yeah. You know, like maybe Zeke oh, grabbed them okay. as infants and just like trained them. Yeah. But or like whoever's. They, yeah. Is, yeah. They you know, feel like patriots. Or whatever. Like they feel like yeah. they're really devoted to the yeah, cause yeah. and it just causes these like incredibly weird. Yeah. Well, him always going, I'm a they, warrior or whatever. I mean, I think he's saying that to keep himself yeah, yeah, focused yeah, on like, yeah, the task his at mantra. hand. Dude, I am. So right. I am honestly just kind of amazed that we have not like revisited. Also, Reinhardt will just not in forever. Reinhardt will just not go down. Yeah. I thought I thought he was dead after his head got blown off, <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, then dude, they were too. like, he transferred I, his conscious to his spine. And it's just like, wow, what is this? Yeah, that felt a little DSX. <laughs> what is these powers? <laughs> dude, that's like the shit that bothers me in JoJo, where it's like, I didn't know you had this power. We blew your fucking yeah, head off. Yeah, it's like, like nope. I transferred <laughs> everything that was me into my left foot. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm fine. <laughs> Thank God and luck- I got it and into luckily, my right eyeball. Yeah, the last and luckily, second. Barrel told me to turn around, and I could hear him through my foot. <laughs> like, like I, mean, I love so- how Barrel like picks up his body and is like, "Listen, you're gonna have to turn over." And <laughs> he's on his headless friend. <laughs> yeah, and he, I mean it's not any different than a Gundam losing its yeah, head. Yeah, so you really changed the way is. I yeah. see this show because I didn't imagine them as mechs, but now that's all I can see is just like flesh mechs. Oh, but they're totally flesh mechs. mechs. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're flesh, flesh mechs. mechs. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait until like <laughs> he gets a weird growth out of his back and starts rocketing <laughs> through the sky. Sure. <laughs> Oh um, my god, what if that's the last Titan? The <laughs> flight <Rocket> Titan. Titan. <laughs> the I'm flight. surprised. <laughs> the flight. It writes really itself. Um, but to answer your question, I'm not glad that Berthold died, but it was a good end to that arc. Like, I honestly yeah. thought that Reiner and Berthold should have gone. I'm glad one of them is, because like... This has been like a constant battle yeah, between definitely. the two of them and the Survey Corps. And it made sense. And I think yeah. having Armin eat him, like, it's a really. I, I want to really see like Armin actually like, transfer. I want to yeah. see what Armin transform into this Titan. Yeah. You think it's just a colossal Awful. Titan with hair? <laughs> blonde. <laughs> blonde, so. bold, blonde, blonde cut. hair. <laughs> yeah, blonde bowl cut on his head. <laughs> It sounds so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, I yeah, because it's just like I don't want Ryan. Like I'm not sitting here like oh fucking want Ryan to die, but like I did during the course of those episodes just because I was like cheering on the main characters of just uh-huh. like you're so fucking close, like yeah. you're so close. <laughs> And this guy's been wrecking your shit for yeah. years, and like you yeah. finally got yeah. him. Got him. You know. And little did they know then. I mean, it would have been of moderate use, but it probably would have transferred those powers to somebody within the walls. Oh yeah, yeah, totally. A baby, um, mm-hmm. but like that's at least not in the <laughs> <laughs> enemy's like arms. 
Mm-hmm. Do you think a baby can transform into a titan? It's an emotional... It, no, uh, I bet it has to do with... Isn't it an emotional trigger? Go ahead. I Is getting eaten by a titan an emotional trigger? No, but like transforming into a titan. I know, that's what happened it, to Aaron, though. He was literally in a titan's stomach. But like he, I think it was the emotional yeah, trigger that got him out of it. I don't... Uh, I mean, for that, it was, but, like, it doesn't have to be, you know, like, when they were doing their testing, he had, like, his trigger when they were, uh, after they had, like, beat the shit out of him for a while, his trigger was, like, reaching for a fork on the ground. Uh (laughs) So, like, it doesn't have to be emotional. It's largely just, like, having a goal in mind if you, you know, aren't fairly trained in the transformation well, and everything. So a baby is going to have a lot of goals in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> You're going to get a baby just like a baby titan, just baby armor titan just chomping through some tits. <laughs> Will it be proportional or would it be like a full titan? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Let's write the author. Um, so... What were your best moments of season Levi three? versus Beast Titan? That was your best moment. I fucking I. It was so satisfying to see like how cocky Zeke was to see how quickly he became like you, where he's like he flashes back to Bearholt and Reinhardt going, "You should worry about this human called Levi," and he's like, "Why? It's just a fucking human." <laughs> and then yeah. uh, then it fla- then it cuts back and his hand explodes. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I enjoyed all the comeuppance that guy got. I don't really like Levi. Do you? I like I him do. as I mean, he's a, not a beachy very... badass. <laughs> That's about, like, when when he's on screen, I just want to see him, like, kill titans or fly around. That's that's. I don't want to see him talk about how dirty a uh, desk is. I mean, yeah. I liked him and Kenny. Like, that was fun in part one. Like, that was the most interesting he ever has been. But... Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, there's pieces of a character there that just don't get, like... You know, because, like, you saw a lot of, like, his own thoughts and, like, Dude, he's like Squall. He's like Squall in Final Uh, Fantasy VIII. Just let him say a lot of dots (laughs) and get the girl fans. (laughs) But, like, you saw... Like some of that shine through in the episode where they're deciding between Erwin and Armin. That's his best, uh, you know. So good. Yeah, I love that episode when he raises his hand. How do we know? How do we know there aren't humans beyond the walls? Yeah, I mean, it's just like that whole discussion between the three of them. Yeah, <laughs> or four of them, including the redheaded, like nobody the guy. guy, the new yeah. guy. <laughs> The new recruit. like a baby. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, like, I am curious to see where they go in the future. Uh, I had something. I totally fucking blinked. Okay, well, here's my that, other question. What's the worst moment of season three? probably some of the early stuff with the rice yeah. family. Yeah. It's just confusing. That scene on the yeah. farm kind of takes a while. That scene with Historia and that one girl on the farm. Frida? She's like reading, his sister? Where she's, yeah, where she's reading a book or whatever. 
Yeah. Yeah. That seemed... Yeah, and, like, Frida got a fair amount of build-up and then, like, ultimately Eh. didn't really matter. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, Eh. it's cool that you told us all this stuff about her, but the main point is that she got it. (laughs) I think the biggest thing is just, like, Historia never... I never understood why anyone cared about Historia. I understand Ramir... Like, Ymir seemed like she was, like, in love with her. And so, like, I got that, and, like, their interactions were pretty good in season two but then like to make historia the queen and like that whole thing is just like odd to me because the coup i like the coup like i like all the plot points but historia as a character isn't interesting to me at all um Mm. she was interesting to me as an object of ymir's affection because i really like ymir as a character and like together they're okay but also, just the stuff with that guy who is now leading the <laughs> government and, like, his weird fucked up perversions with uh, what he's doing to the old higher-ups with, like, shit funnels and tying them up and... I don't remember that. <laughs> you don't remember that at all? Yeah. I don't remember, that. I don't remember shit funnels. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like... And the the worst part isn't even, like, he grabbed these guys and is, like, doing this on the down low. Like, that one bald guy is trying to talk him out of, like, publicly displaying these things, like, in the courtyard. And it's just like, why did any of you guys let this guy be (laughs) the one who's in charge? (laughs) Like, I don't know. He's clearly very twisted (laughs) and cruel. Like, Maybe they were all playing Bible Black. <laughs> it's the only, uh, only, the only video game. That's yeah. as far as technology progressed. Yeah, it stopped progressed there. Progressed to Bible Black. <laughs> never, never went beyond. Oh boy, that's why they're still in like the medieval times. Yeah, um, this anime is great. If you haven't been watching and you somehow listen to this spoiler cast. <laughs> whoops whoops but fucking watch it like it's so good it's so good